I have a really interesting fact to share with you today. Hi, I'm Heike and super awesome that you're here with me on the show today. So here's the fact. Did you know that by the time you reach 80, you'll have walked around the earth approximately five times? Yep, five times. That's a darn long walk. So when you think about it that way, there's no surprise that we may develop knee pain as we get older. Knee pain is one of the most common orthopedic complaints affecting 25% of adults. I'm no exclusion. With osteoarthritis being the most common cause for people over 50. The knees support much of our body weight and every step you take puts pressure on your knees. The pressure on your knees is about one and a half times your weight. Yes, that is one and a half times, 1.5 times your weight. So the more you weigh, the more pressure on your joints and particularly your knees. Today, I'm sharing my experience with knee pain, and I surely have a story or two to share about that one, and also share stories as a fitness and Pilates coach, how I help myself and many of my clients age-proof their knees. Before we dive in, if you are concerned about your health and your knees, check out the Empty Nest Reboot Program, where I talk about intermittent fasting and exercises that are ideal for the woman over 50 taking care of our aging bodies. I'll leave a link in the show notes for you to check it out, and I hope you will join us in the program. Now let's talk about knees. I'm Heike Yates, a fitness and nutrition coach with 30 years of experience. I empower empty nester moms over 50 to take back their health and strength to feel vibrant in their second half of life. Right now, you're joined by thousands of empty nester moms around the world who stop dimming their light and instead ignite their spark. On this podcast, I do what I do best, taking complicated information about fitness, nutrition, and mindset strategies, and breaking it down into baby steps that are simple, actionable, and reliable, so you can implement them into your life. I regularly interview some of the most inspiring guests who share their honest stories on how they went from their worst to their best in life so that you know you're not alone in your struggles. Join me as we redefine what aging looks and feels like by taking action and saying, yes, I can. This is the Pursue Your Spark We all are getting older, there's no doubt about it, and we're doing our best to stay strong and healthy, and we may eat healthy, and we may exercise, but still, the first, or one of the first signs of getting older is that our joints are hurting. Could be the elbows, could be the wrists, but many times it's our knees, and you feel it when you're going upstairs, or especially downstairs with the pressure on the patella, or the knee, and you're wondering what you can do to relieve or prevent pain. There's so much out there on the market, 
And I'm sure you are confused as I was when I started investigating what I can do to help myself with the aging of my knees. But on the other hand, you also don't want to sit on the couch and do nothing, which funny enough, you may think, oh, if I don't do anything, I'm better. Maybe temporarily, but in the long run, your knees will hurt even more because you are inactive. Now, if you've been following me, you know I am super active. I love to exercise and I always say exercise is good for you. I have been in the past a bodybuilder, uploading my body with heavy weights, building up huge ginormous muscles, and that put a lot of pressure on my knees. Heavy squats were part of my regime, and uh, that was good back then because I was in my 30s and my body could take that extra load. And then I became a runner. And you may say, I told you running is bad for you. Running is not bad as it is an impact exercise and we're talking bone density after menopause or even earlier onset of menopause, but running is not bad for your body. So there's no evidence that running makes your knees worse than if you're just walking, but every body is different. And if you're running like me, I started running five Ks, then 10 Ks or six milers, and I build up to where I became a ultra marathon runner, which meant I ran 50 miles. I only did it once, but boy, did my knees hurt after so much work. But you know, I decided I wanted to do what I wanted to do, and this just lit me up, and I wouldn't change the world. As I did all these exercises, during that time, my knees started bothering me, here and there and I wasn't quite sure what to make of it so I did all I know I stretched and I strengthened and I did all these things but it wouldn't get much better at times so I had an x-ray and the knee doctor told me that I had osteoarthritis in my knee and that explains a lot and I said oh okay I need to just change things around a little bit be more aware be more mindful of my knees and take it a little easier which also brought me to triathlons where you swim bike and run to offset the impact from running so Lo and behold, after all these years of believing that I had osteoarthritis, I did a race six months ago from this recording today, and my knee was just not getting better. So I decided that I needed to change course and finally got an MRI, where they looked at the tissue and they discovered a meniscus tear. And I'll talk about some of those conditions in just a little while. But a meniscus tear is something that is not uncommon either for somebody that is active. So I am currently, as I'm recording this, dealing with a meniscus tear and I'm doing my darnest to avoid any surgery. So let's get into what we can do about knee pain, when it happens, where it comes from, all kinds of things, all about knee pain, because I want you to be active and not be afraid that your body, which it does, will break down as we get older. We seem to get a little slower, including exercises. And at times, we all feel that our entire body breaks down. My clients keep telling me and they said, Heike, 
You've been away for two weeks and look what happened to me. So I take no responsibility, but especially the knees take a lot of the brunt. Because as early as 30 years and up to your 90s and their 90s, several of my clients complain about knee pain. So not uncommon, but there's lots of things we can do to be smart about it. And that's what this episode is about. So what causes knee pain? Knee pain, as my little story just told, is can be caused by heavy physical activity. activity. And I'm full of stories. If you're listening to me, I'm full of stories, but I, I keep to the facts. When we retiled our bathroom, the guy that brought the tiles, his knees were so shot, he had braces on from all the labor that lifting the tiles, he said, I can drop the tiles at your dry, on your driveway. I will not be able to bring them up. My knees are shot. So heavy lifting, just like my squats that I did with really lots of weight. And I squatted at one point, if you're into weightlifting, and one of our episodes in the past have been how to lift strong, I want to feel strong, was 350 pounds of weight on my knees. Then you can also get knee pain from injuries like sprains or strains or from a fall, which is sudden injury to the knee. Or one of the things that I see as a Pilates coach is faulty movement patterns. Or as you know, I'm also a running coach, incorrect gait while running. And when you listen to this episode, you walk or run behind somebody Look at what their feet do, what their knees do. If they're not going cohesively straight forward, they may be bow-legged, they may be rolling over or in. There's lots of things that can contribute to knee pain as well or an underlying health condition. And some of those are, and I'm not listing all of them, but the ones that I know I, I as a professional come across a lot. One is osteoarthritis. And this is the most common form of arthritis and it affects millions worldwide. It occurs when the protective cartilage that cushions the end of the bone, think of it like a, a big, or a big nut, a little actually, a little balloon, wears it down over time, or like a little cushion pillow or like a marshmallow. Although osteoarthritis can damage any joint, the, this disorder most commonly affects the joints in your hands, knees, hips, and the spine. And the spine is a good example of the marshmallows that are sitting in between each vertebra that are breaking down. And the knee, you have a little cushion that looks almost like a heart shape that is supporting the, uh, the, supporting the knee. Then you have arthritis just general arthritis, which is a swelling and tenderness of one or more joints. So if you look at your knee right now and you say, ooh, there's, it's kind of swollen, what I like to call poofy, the main symptoms of arthritis are joint pain and stiffness, which typically worsens as we get older. The most common types of arthritis are osteoarthritis and rheumatoid arthritis. Check out my post, The Five Ways to Prevent Osteoporosis or Osteoarthritis, and I'll leave a link in the show notes so you can go back and read up on that. So then we have the patellofemoral 
pain syndrome, big mouthful, patella femoral syndrome, is pain at the front of your knee, around the kneecap, namely the patella. Sometimes it's also called runner's knee. And it's more common in people who participate in sports that involve running or jumping, like basketball playing is also a good example. Then you have one of the very common things that is, I can, cannot sit down without my knees crackling, or I have popcorn in my knees. And this is usually an increased uh, friction of the patella and the femur joint surface. And it's articulate the, the, articu the articular cartilage another mouthful, becomes soft and irregular grinding or also known as creptius that can be heard or felt when the knees move. Like I said, the popcorn or the crackle and pop is a result. This condition in which the patella femoral, femoral crepitus is called chondromalacial patella or the patella femoral syndrome. Also very common in women as we have wider hips and the load contributes to that noise making or to that um, femoral, patellofemoral syndrome. And heavy squats are not ideal for that. So African-American men also are more prone for that condition. So who is at risk for developing knee pain? People who are overweight or obese are at a greater risk for knee problems. This is because with every pound of your weight, your knee must absorb an extra four pounds of pressure when we walk, run, or climb stairs. So think about that. With every pound, you have an extra four. That makes it five pounds. So in your head, do the math, how much you weigh, how much pressure is on your knee. There are a couple of other risk factors for chronic knee pain, which is, of course, age, injury or trauma, or as I mentioned earlier, athletic activity or physical exercise. And again, I want you to not go, oh my God, I can't do anything. Yes, you can. I don't like to walk. You can do more. And we'll talk about this today. Now, if you are listening to this episode and go, knee pain, I got none. I don't know what she's talking about. Here's what knee pain can feel like. The symptoms of chronic knee pain are different for each person. And the cause of the pain often affects how the pain feels. So not everybody has arthritis and not everybody has a torn meniscus like I have. So here's some examples. You have trouble putting weight on your knee, like it's buckling. Pain in your knee, especially in the front, especially when you go down the stairs. All the load transfers into the knee. For And then sharp shooting pain when you use your knees. It could be walking, it could be dancing, it could be just standing in place. Problems moving your knee like it's locked, which is the knee buckling or the knee locked in place. And you can't straighten it all the way. And you're thinking, wow, that knee doesn't really do anything compared to the other knee. Then you have swelling, like the poofiness I mentioned earlier. And it could be in the front, on the side, or in the back of the knee. So depending on what you have. 
warm. It's definitely something I feel that my not so good knee is warmer than my good knee. And then the stiffness throughout the joints that you can't quite move even if you want to. So you may experience chronic swelling and pain when the knee is touched. So it's you you feel that when you're you're pushing on it, you're like, wow, this is poofy. This is like a marshmallow. Or it's like, oh, if you touch here, this is not feeling good. Look at my or check out my post on how to prevent and relieve joint pain in addition to what we're talking about today. So let's move on to what to do about this need thing. I'm always an action taker. And I always say, I, I will not go down with a fight. So here's some steps that you can easily incorporate if you have knee pain. If your knee pain worsens, make some lifestyle changes that will help you move better and with less pain. With that said, if you're in doubt and you're not sure what that knee condition is that you have, it's okay to talk to your friends. It's okay to Google symptoms that you think you may have, but go to the doctor, go to a specialist, have them look at your knee, do an x-ray, do an MRI, so you can make an educated decision about what to do with your knee. Yeah, there's so much stuff out there that you can do and supplements to take and some work for some, some doesn't work for others. So it is truly a trial and error. And I have tried supplements for my knee before and it was literally a waste of my money. It, nothing changed, nothing ever happened, but I am not recommending supplements. I am talking about exercise and nutrition. So here we go. Stretch before and after exercise. Stretching your quadricep, the front of the, of the thigh and the hamstring and the back of your leg before and after exercise. And ideally do dynamic warm-ups before workout and static after, after your workout. So what does it look like? Dynamic would be you're doing walking lunges if your knee can take that. Static would be you stand in place, you press your right leg back, you tuck your hip under and you do a hip flexor and quadricep stretch. Try low impact exercises. Instead of tennis or running, give swimming or bicycling a shot. I switched to triathlons because of my knee. Is running still my love? Absolutely. Do I stink at swimming? Yes, but I do love biking though. Uh, try something different. See if that makes the knee better. And in my case, swimming, the cold water is really good for my knee. And the bicycling takes away the impact and I get a really good cardio workout. Or do a combination of walking and running to mix up the impact on your knees. Yeah, there nobody said that you have to run all the time or walk all the time. Mix it up. Lose weight. If you know you're 10, 20 pounds overweight, start working on weight loss. It will be a game changer. And my clients who had to have knee replacements, the first thing their doctor said is, you have too much weight, you need to lose weight before the surgery. So 
we're not having that extra load on the knee, but I'm not uh, talk, encouraging surgery. I'm saying, look at how much you weigh. Think of what I said, how much more 1.5 your body weight or uh, four more pounds on top of each pound that you weigh. Make this a priority. Walk downhills. Running puts so much force on your knee. Instead of running down the hill or, in, or incline, just walk it. Nobody's going to say, whoa, look, she walked the hill. Your knee's going to say, thank you very much. Stick to a softer ground to walk or run on. For example, walk on a padded track or even a smooth trail with just few obstacles instead of the hard road. This is also why I love trail running. Yes, trail running or walking, there's a lot of roots and trees and rocks you have to pay a little bit more attention, but it's also really good for your core because your core is engaged the entire time when you're on the trail. Take a look at your shoes. Your running or walking shoes may be worn out and you need more support and more cushioning. Go to a reputable running walking store and ask them what shoe you should be wearing and try them out. You sometimes can give them back because it takes a little while to find the right shoe. You can take anti-inflammatories, take over-the-counter non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs such as ibuprofen or naproxen that will help with pain or swelling. But if you take more ibuprofen than you should, like you take them every day like a little candy and you're like, oh, this is great, I don't have no pain. This is really stressful on your gut lining. Then you definitely need something or a different approach. Gait training. As I mentioned before, as a running coach, invest in the guidance of a sports doctor, physical therapist, or a trained running coach to help you with a better way to walk based on your condition. And as I said earlier, there are ways we can walk better, more efficient, less stress on our knees and the rest of the body. So these are just some of the steps you can do. Don't have to do all of them, but think about what knee condition you may have or you may already know by having talked to a doctor and see what you can change a little bit to make things easier on your knee. Now, a big question I do get is, will you have to live with knee pain? Yes and no. Some knee pain will be permanent. As the knee is damaged by osteoarthritis, or in my case with a meniscus tear, I have to live with this. The tear is not going to repair itself and osteoarthritis is not going to go away. Still, before you consider surgery, consider some of the strategies I'm talking about today. A long-term strategy for knee pain is managing pain, preventing flare-ups and reducing the knee's irritation. You know, you don't have to stop your life to minimize knee pain, but you may have to alter what you do. Like I'm doing triathlons and with my meniscus tear, I probably have to start walking, walk running instead of just running. Now, another question I get is, 
should I walk when my knees hurt? It's up to you. Walking is a fantastic way for many of my patients with uh, arthritis because it is low impact that does not put too much stress on the knees. In addition, walking can increase the knee's range of motion and keep it from becoming really stiff and puffy. Yeah, so check it out and see if that is right for you. If when you're walking, your knee stays healthy, it is low impact, you have good gait, you know how to walk properly. I know, don't laugh. You think we're, we're, we just get up and we walk. It shouldn't be that hard. It does because we're getting older. We have all other things to consider. So uh, how do you get rid of pressure that is in the knee? Rice may be a good approach for you. That's rest, ice, compression, and elevation that can help reduce swelling and pain. Doesn't work for all conditions, but it's worth a try. Absolutely resort to physical therapy. If you saw a doctor and they say, hey, you have XYZ knee condition, take them up on the physical therapy. Don't poo-poo it. Do the exercises that I tell my clients that are a tool in your toolbox for going forward that you can do anytime. They're not very exciting usually, but with knee pain, what, up, what happens is you strengthen your quads and your hamstrings, so the front and the back of the upper leg, and this may help relieve the pressure on your knees, but also strengthen the muscles around your knee. So lots can be done. Some people benefit from knee braces. Yeah, some people that have arthritis say, you know, my knee's not stable, but if I wear a knee brace, it works. Again, trial and error, but knee braces, don't poo-poo them, may be a good support. Or shoes that have support. Yeah, you may need a little arch lift. You may need an insert. And that's where an orthopedic doctor comes in and their specialty. So here's several ways where you can get rid of the pressure in your knee. Adding it all together is just a great way to go for your health. Now, what are the things we best avoid. Try, try to limit or avoid the exercises that contribute to knee pain. Also, again, test and see what works best for you. We're all individuals and it takes time to figure out what to do, what not to do, what condition you have. Okay, squatting. Squatting is definitely out. Kneeling. Kneeling on the knees, depending on your condition, not a good idea. A twisting and pivoting, if you think twisting and pivoting as playing soccer, that definitely puts the uh, risk at knee. Running is a higher impact exercise. Aerobics dancing can be of high impact. Soccer, tennis, they're all um, twist, turn, quick reaction that may not be ideal for your knee. Like uh, if you go to the gym, if you talk in or thinking about using the machines, the stair stepper is definitely no-no. The rowing machines are hard on your knees if you have an existing knee, a knee problem or knee pain. So think about what it is that you currently do 
and that you can do differently. And here are 10 exercises to strengthen your knees. You do a bridge with a ball between your knees. That means you are lying on the floor, squeezing the ball between your knees, and you lift your butt ski up. Great way to strengthen your knees. They're stable, they're in a safe environment, and you're also strengthening your hamstrings. Squats with ball between the knees. I said squats are out, but as a woman, we have to sit on the toilet and sometimes we have to hover above the toilet seat. We need quad strength. But if you do a squat, even if it's just a baby squat, with a ball between the knees, you have the same stability. Sidestep with a band. These are the little stretchy bands that you can either put above your knee, which I would recommend if you already have knee pain. If you don't deal with knee pain, but you want to go preventative, you can put it around your ankles and you step side to side. Let's say um, four steps to the right, four steps to the left with that resistance band around your knee or ankle. Then full chair sit to stands. Again, it's a squat, but you have to sit down at some point and you have to get up. So full chair sit to stance from a seated possession, go up without a stand up without using your hands. I want to add lunges as well, although some of the conditions are not conducive to lunges, but test it out. You may be the person who is ideal for lunges straight leg lifts. What does that look like? You're sitting on the floor, straightening your leg, flexing the foot, and lift the leg just off the floor. Nothing high, nothing big, up and down 10 times on each side. Then you have a side leg lift. This is where you stand, you lift the, the, um, the you stand on one leg and you lift one leg out to the side. Engaging your core, thinking of your Pilates body standing nice and tall. Then you have step-ups. Using a little stair in your house or a bench. If you're back like me from the old aerobic days, you may have a step at home. Step-ups on the bench. And finally, calf raises. We don't think about our calves when it comes to our knees. So... Stand on both legs and you may want to hold on to a railing or the wall and you just lift both heels off the floor at the same time with all five toes engaged on the floor. So these are nine exercises that you can try out and see if they work for you. If you're not sure how to do any of the exercises, let me know and I will do a little video for you so you can see them. Or if you're not sure which combination would work for you, let me know and reach out to me at heikeatheikeyates.com and I'll be more than happy to help you out with one of my tutorial videos. So this is the exercise portion of knee pain. But there's also a nutrition portion of knee pain and that means reducing inflammation. Anti-inflammatory foods are super helpful, not only to heal your gut. And as I say, with intermittent fasting, we we eat mainly anti-inflammatory foods to help our gut lining, but also 
After menopause, you may benefit from eating that way to relieve some of the joint pain or the stomach issues that we have. So a good diet of anti-inflammatory foods may help you reduce joint pain, especially for people with osteoarthritis and potentially slow down the progress of the damage, says Natalie McCormick, a research fellow at the medicine of the Harvard Medical School. So you're not reversing, but you can slow down by eating anti-inflammatory foods that are part of your daily intake. What are some of the foods that boost your health and help with reducing inflammation? Tomatoes, olive oil, green leafy vegetables like spinach, kale, collard greens, all the green stuff, nuts and seeds like sunflower seeds, walnuts and almonds, and of course, fatty fish, tuna, salmon, and sardines. And now that spring, our, our summer is coming, we have the berry family like strawberries and blueberries. And these are all things that you can incorporate into your healthy lifestyle, which is one of the things I always keep talking about is eat the planet, eat the rainbow, eat non-processed foods and healthy fats and lean proteins. So we don't have any lean proteins here because we're talking about inflammation, but you get the idea. Eating anti-inflammatory foods is beneficial for overall health and a lower risk of heart disease and other chronic health conditions. So it's not just good for the poofy knees, it's good for you. You know, there are several ways to deal with knee pain and most importantly is get a diagnosis that you don't guess why your knees are hurting. Once you know the condition, you can then take specific actions from the list above that are right for you and you can enjoy your life with less knee pain and you can go down to hang out on the floor with the grandkids with little to no problem. If you have any questions, comments, want to know more about this, please reach out to me at Heike Yates on Instagram, Heike Yates Pursue Your Spark on Facebook, and let me know what I can help you with other than what I've shared with you, how to alleviate the pain, whether you have to live with pain or not, what exercises to avoid, and which ones to do. And check out the emptiness reboot. It may be just something that's right for your lifestyle. And with that, my friends, I wish you the best day. Stay healthy, stay strong, and enjoy an active lifestyle. Until next time, ciao. 